Welcome to the Not So Average Podcast. My name is Courtney and I built this podcast to deconstruct traditional advice and the idea of living an average life to inspire you to step into your power and be the creator of your own life. If you're also viewing living an average life as very boring and you're looking to upgrade your mind, body, and soul, then you're in the right place. I'm so glad to have you here. Subscribe to hear new episodes every Wednesday on all streaming platforms and let's jump into the episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I hope everyone's doing very well this week. I am coming in energized after a very cold shower. Um, Yes, I did that intentionally to wake myself up. I've been doing cold therapy for a long time now. I feel like I don't talk about it on the podcast very much, but when I can't make a trip to Othership, which is a basically like a social and wellness bathhouse here in Toronto, you can do sauna and cold plunging and there's like meditative classes type thing. Then I'll do sauna at my gym and then I will usually do like a cold shower. I try to do one at least every day or at least one every other day. It's just so good for you, so good for your nervous system, completely changes how you are reactive in your day-to-day and it's just been a game changer. I started doing this a long time ago. Um, you know, I think it was 2017 when I saw Wim Hof talk at the Tony Robbins conference that I went to and he talked about it. So then during COVID, I really started to lean into it because like 2020, my anxiety was through the roof. And so I was looking for any cure to not feel as anxious as I was every day. And that was a huge thing. And I'm still finding incorporating it in my day to day is massive for not only like anxiety control, but just overall wellness, your energy levels, all of that in the day to day. So 10 out of 10 recommend if you haven't tried it. And yeah, I'm just feeling nice and energized. I had a iced coffee as well. So we're just getting things moving. Now, I talked to a lot of women, right? And I wanted to kind of hop into an episode today that is all about you know, validation, seeking external validation specifically. Some of us could probably relate to this, right? At some point in your life, you're probably trying to seek some sort of validation. Maybe you're not aware of it at the time, or maybe you are and you're just trying to figure out how to move away from that. I feel like, you know, saying that you want to change something and then actually doing it are, are two different things. It can be very difficult to reprogram how we look at the world, how we think about ourselves, and our day-to-day mindset. But being able to be at least conscious of the fact that we're maybe looking and seeking for external validation is definitely the first step in just understanding ourselves a little bit deeper. And based on my experience personally and in coaching, I would definitely say that across the board, when you're seeking external validation, It's coming from an insecurity, right? There's something deep down that is looking to be essentially validated by somebody else because you don't feel either like worthy or deserving of something or maybe you were told as a kid that like something something that turned into a limiting belief. For example, that you're not pretty enough or smart enough. Maybe for me, actually, I've noticed over the years, I've started to try to get away from this, but I've actually had a couple of recent events where I re- this was kind of coming up. I felt like a little almost triggered, which I don't use that word very often, but it did kind of trigger something in me. And I was like, oh shit, okay, this is still kind of present in my life. And I wasn't aware of that until some of these events. But 
I know for me that as a young girl, I felt that you were either put in a box, you were either like smart or you were pretty. And if you were pretty and smart, you were often discredited because of your looks. And when I got into high school and I started to kind of veer away from my awkward phase, as I like to call it, um, and with my physical appearance, I started to be, you know, more, I guess, like prettier, essentially. I became more attractive. I suddenly had the guys that were bullying me in school and calling me fat and ugly to suddenly wanting my attention. And that really started to like mess with my head because I didn't view myself as as attractive. And when it came to like proving to people that I was smart, I felt that I had to almost like over explain things and really come in hot with the facts. And sometimes I would speak over people and just like do the most to be seen as intelligent because there was a time where I didn't feel smart or pretty. And so I think that the combination really started to skew with me um, or skew my like kind of self identity and my self-worth as I was getting older. And then when I went to university, I was one of like the only people in my family that went to university. I only have one other cousin who have a degree. So, so it definitely informed the way that I saw myself. And then working with a lot of women for majority of my career up until this point, I felt like I could obviously, you know, relate to other women that I worked with. Then when I pivoted to working in tech sales, I worked with mostly men. And I felt that the trigger of feeling like I need to be seen as intelligent really skyrocketed. And it was something that I didn't expect about myself because I I guess I hadn't been put in that scenario to, to really explore it, right? But it did make me suddenly recognize that I was searching for external validation to get that you know, pat on the back and wow, that's such a good idea. And all these things that were all external, all external validation that I was seeking from other people to reinforce to my own self that I was smart and intelligent. And so maybe this resonates with you, maybe it doesn't, but there's probably something there that you have been looking for for validation. Maybe it's you want people to see you as really cool and so you can't leave the house without really putting a lot of time and energy into your appearance and it sometimes can almost cause you anxiety. Now, I love fashion. I love makeup. I love all the things with beauty and just like fashion in general, but I definitely was able to detach from the pressure of leaving the house, always needing to look a 10, but lately that started to creep up as well. Being in a new city and seeing the different ways that people express themselves here, it has kind of encouraged me to question how I feel about my physical appearance and what I wear in the day-to-day because when I was living in Vancouver, the honestly, the standards were very different. Everyone was wearing Aritzia and Lululemon. It's like West Coast cash. It was pretty, pretty minimal in terms of the fashion sense. And because it's always raining, everyone's always got an umbrella and a raincoat. It's really kind of funny when you think about the sense of style there. There really wasn't much. And doesn't mean that people weren't attractive or anything. It was just very different than living in Toronto. The fashion and style here is very different. And I like 
look at girls on the daily like holy fuck she's so hot and sometimes I'll get in the comparison mode of thinking that I need to try harder with my appearance and that's something I need to work out on my personal time but it's just interesting how life throws at you these little events and these experiences that remind you where you might need a little bit more healing or more work. And it's always just nice to ask yourself, you know, how you actually feel about that. Like, you know, do I actually want to change how I present myself in the world or do I just feel the pressure of it because of the environment that I'm in? What does that mean about me? What does that say about me? Do I really care, right? Really just considering those factors. So after me rambling on about some personal anecdotes there, I just want to hop into some of the tips I have that will help you stop looking for external validation and hopefully be able to, you know, reaffirm with yourself how you can kind of self-validate and feel really confident and empowered in your day-to-day and start to kind of heal some of the things that are often holding us back and often keeping us in a place where, If we don't have that external validation, we're unhappy and that's never a good feeling. So let's dive into it. Now, my first one's a little bit tricky because this can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. My first one is trusting yourself. And I'm going to say what it means for me because maybe that will help you kind of understand where I'm coming from. So there's different ways that you can kind of increase the trust that you have within your own self but to me being able to trust yourself is understanding that no matter what life throws at you and what you know comes your way you're going to be able to handle it so it's trusting it in your abilities and it's also trusting who you are as a person so if anything comes up against that you feel that you're in your power and that you stay calm and collected and don't feel that you have to over explain your intentions or who you are as a person because you feel that not only sense of self but that sense of trust of I know I'm a good person and I trust myself to act in a way that is in alignment with who I believe that I am. When you don't trust yourself, that is where we can kind of get lost in the sauce of looking at other people for advice or for what they think. And I always say that confidence comes from the promises you keep to yourself, right? And the reason that that is so important is because when you start to keep those promises, you build that trust within yourself. Now, if you were to relate it to a different scenario of another person, let's say you every time you go to dinner, your friend or your partner is late, like notoriously late. You're never going to then trust them to be on time. Even if they say, I promise I'll be on time this time, you're probably going to have minimal confidence um, in that being a reality just because of past behavior, right? So being able to work on that within your own self, I mean, we're stuck with ourselves at the end of the day. So having that trust is truly crucial to be able to feel in your power in your day-to-day and not only for just the little stuff, but for the big stuff that throws life throws your way. I know for me that for me to trust myself had to exist to be able to move across the country twice, to be able to make career changes, and to be able to really live my life authentically. Because if you don't have that like wherewithal within your own self to understand that you're going to figure it out regardless, 
then you're always going to be looking to the left or the right rather than looking just forward and moving forward. So I kind of picture it. I don't know. I just got a weird visual of when you're driving in a car. If you're trusting yourself, you're moving forward, right? Now, if you're not in that trust and in that control, you might be panicking of looking to the left, looking to the right, looking the rear view mirror, and you can't focus on where you're going if you're scared that somebody's going to hit you in the back. So just trusting yourself and being able to control how you drive on the road. I mean, it's kind of like defensive driving, I guess. (laughs) I don't know why this is the example that's coming to mind, but maybe it will resonate with you because sometimes these weird little examples that I throw out, everyone's like, yo, that changed the way I looked at something. So I'm going to keep it in there and not edit it out because it might just work. And if it doesn't, you can just laugh and move past this one. Now, my second tip to kind of stop looking for external validation is to learn to self-validate. And the way that I would recommend doing this is asking yourself, what standards do you have for yourself? Because when we're looking for validation, we're looking for something that's making us feel good, right? So let's say like the end thing is that we want to feel like we are worthy of love, for example. If you are receiving that from an external source, then without that, you're obviously going to feel unworthy. And that's a really dangerous territory. So figuring out what that looks like in order for you to feel that about yourself without anyone else around is kind of the way that you gain your power back. And asking the question, what standards do you have for yourself? It really looks at, you know, what everything means to you. So what does it mean to feel like you're worthy of love? And how do you get that validation from other people? And maybe how can we pivot in getting that feeling for yourself. Similar example, I guess, would be the love languages. Like if you are someone who feels loved by, you know, quality time and words of affirmation, then I would urge you to question how you're giving yourself those ways of showing love. So like if those are your top two love languages, then are you doing that for yourself? Because if you're not, then you're always looking for someone else to speak to your love language, but you're not actually pouring into your own cup and really pouring into your own self-love. Now, the way that we give love and the way that we receive love can be different, but kind of just being acknowledging of some of these things can be really interesting because sometimes we've never even thought about it. I know for me, the first time I ever thought about all of this was like mind boggling because once you start to self-validate, you stop giving a fuck about what other people are thinking about you and what they're saying about you. And you're not looking for as much like credit basically. And that's a really freeing thing because then it's just up to you and you're happiness and your mood and your sense of worth is not dictated by some other person. And we never know what other people are going through. We never know how they are intending, like what intentions they have towards us. So they could very well be projecting when they are, you know, speaking to us, acting a type of way about us. And the other thing is that some people, if they can figure you out, and they know that you're insecure and constantly looking for validation, people can use that against you and use it as a way to manipulate and control you. So like the idea of feeling powerful is really being able to ditch those habits 
and take that power back and know the standards that you have for yourself and how to live up to them. So like for me, I started to even implement this in my day-to-day where I know that there are three things I want to get done today and when I get those done, I know that I've been productive and that I can rest peacefully at night. And I just choose three things and it doesn't mean that they need to be massive projects. It just for me needs to feel like I move the needle forward with those action items and I pick those strategic, strategically specifically. Like it doesn't always have to be just work related. It can be like I got to the gym, I meditated and I worked on that one project and finished that or whatever it is, right? That way I can go to bed and feel like I did enough where I used to struggle with never feeling like I was doing enough and kind of gotten sucked into that hustle culture of feeling like I could just get it done now. Why sleep until I get this done? I'll just, I'll feel better if I do X, Y, Z. And then you're just in this kind of hamster wheel of working, working, working and not resting. And that never did me any good. So being able to kind of implement that practice in my day-to-day has helped me self-validate if I've worked hard enough in my day-to-day. And that's, that's a really good random tip that I actually just threw in off the cuff. So I hope that's helpful. Now, my third tip is to do more things independently. And I know this is going to be a tricky one for some of you because I know when I bring it up to some of my clients, they're like, what the fuck do you mean? Go to dinner by myself. I think it's the most freeing thing to be able to go do stuff by yourself. And I love to be alone. I actually like to do things independently more than I like to do them with other people. And that's sometimes where I struggle, specifically in finding a romantic partner, because I'm so okay to do things independently that I almost, it's almost hard for me to conceptualize the idea that someone would want to be around for those little errand runs or whatever. Like maybe for them, that's really important. I was actually talking to my friend about this of how she and her partner can like hang out and they could both be in the same room but working on their own stuff on their computers and be completely content and I'm so not that person in my last relationship he would always want me around but then in my mind if I'm around it's like quality time because if not if we're just both like working in the same room I'd rather just be in my own space doing that by myself (laughs) like I don't need someone around to me, like I can't focus and it's just a whole thing. So sometimes it's hard for me to conceptualize that, but doing things independently can look like just running errands, taking yourself out on dates, going on trips. I feel like I talk about this almost every week, but I love to just book things that bring me joy and that don't if if you're constantly waiting for people to do shit like you're gonna be waiting for a long time especially the older we get the more busy our lives get the way that priorities change people have different work schedules like there's always conflicts in scheduling and it's so annoying right because if you really want to go to that event or that spin class or whatever and you're constantly trying to find a girlfriend to go with you you could be waiting a while when you could just go to the experience by yourself and have the best time and report back to your friends of how great it was or whatever. And, you know, sometimes it can be scary and nerve wracking to do things alone, but 
being able to almost practice this like a muscle like build the muscle just as you would in the gym the first time you go to the gym you're not going to magically be fit and strong but over time you're going to become a fit and strong person because you're in and out of the gym every day same thing when you show up and do things independently the more you do it the more comfortable you'll get and the more that you'll look forward to it rather than feel maybe anxious or uncomfortable or awkward around it I think that there is a huge, huge power in being able to do things independently and being able to walk through the world and experience it with your own eyes and know that you're fully comfortable in your own company. And it also helps you appreciate the time that you do spend with others differently because you're used to doing things alone, or maybe not you're used to it, but you've been doing that more often and so when you are around people you just appreciate it more differently being able to experience it with someone else as and you have something to compare it to of experiencing on your own where I know people who have like literally never taken themselves out to dinner by themselves they couldn't even imagine what it's like what would I do do I bring a book do I just like stare at my phone what the hell do I do and It's up to you. I mean, sometimes we use our phones as a crutch to escape anxiety, but I would really recommend if you can just go to dinner. Sometimes lunch is a good one. If you can do like a middle of the day on like a Saturday or Sunday, I find lunch is a little bit more casual because it is in the middle of the day and it's very much like you were shopping or running errands and you decided to sit down and grab a bite to eat rather than maybe like a Friday night and everyone around you is like groups and couples and all of that. So maybe that is a little bit less stressful for someone who's trying to dip their toe in taking themselves out by themselves. But you know, you can kind of couple it with like a self-care day, put in maybe a pedicure and then a lunch by yourself and you know, make it something that's fun. And when people are asking you what you're doing, you're just like, oh, I just have a date with myself. I'm going to take myself to lunch and blah, 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 blah. And just say it with confidence and saying it with conviction makes you sound like you're really excited about it and then kind of starts to trick yourself that you are. Um, And I think that when you do that, it's such a cool feeling because afterwards you're like, oh my God, I didn't die. Now, some restaurants do treat you differently. I will just like call it out. Sometimes they are like rushing to get you out of there and you just can't let it affect you because just because you're by yourself doesn't mean that you want to like get in and out within 20 minutes of like a restaurant. That doesn't need to happen. But you don't have to go to like a fancy restaurant. You can go to even just like a cafe and just sit there by yourself. Maybe try to put your phone away and just sit, drink a latte have a cookie and just hang out and you know people watch I live to people watch there's nothing more entertaining I could truly actually I used to do this in Vancouver a lot I haven't done this too much in Toronto yet because I moved here in the fall and basically hit the ground running with work and stuff and then it was winter so I really haven't experienced this yet but I really look forward to in the coming weeks now that we're entering spring and summer but like going to just a park bench and like sipping on a coffee and truly just watching people walk by in in like a park or a busy area it's my favorite thing people are so fascinating to me and it's not like a judgy way it's just more it's just entertaining like humans are fascinating that's why we love reality tv and stuff like that and that way we're not 
even looking for validation because we're not focused on ourselves. We're focused on like the experience and the present moment of kind of everyone else in the world around us. And I think that sometimes you'll gain the perspective when you start to do these things by yourself is that we are like one person in this bigger, bigger swimming pool, you know, this big ocean of lots of fish. And suddenly you're, you know, with the jeans that you're wearing or, oh my God, does my hair look okay? And all of these anxious thoughts start to kind of feel less important. You start to kind of just focus on other things and realize that no one actually gives a fuck. Everyone's so busy thinking about what other people are thinking about them that they're not even worried about you. So when you start to kind of take a step back and also watch other people, like a lot of people are constantly the eyes are going or looking down of like oh my god what are they thinking and so it's kind of cool being able to just sit back and people watch sometimes because you realize like we're really not that significant (laughs) which is you know kind of a weird feeling but it's really really liberating so I definitely definitely recommend you try it okay next tip is this is gonna sound kind of funny but like stop asking 100 people for advice and I might be calling some of you out okay I'm gonna get on my pedestal and I'm gonna just give you a little tough love for a second when you ask multiple people for advice especially about the same thing let's say you have someone that you're dating and you can't figure out what to do and you literally ask anyone who will listen you are then putting not only i mean the future of your relationship in somebody else's hands but it's kind of showing to other people that you're not trusting your own intuition and what you're wanting you're just trying to gain the insight of everybody else and the issue with that is that we sometimes deny then our we deny the trust within ourselves it kind of goes back to number one and it denies the intuitive feelings that we have maybe you're really wanting to leave but you just like feel like you need to ask everyone else because you're so scared to leave I mean it's nice to ask advice from those who really matter like maybe a couple people in your life that you know have a good head on their shoulders and that have good intentions for you and I would definitely be selective with who you ask advice for because I always say don't ask advice from those who don't have the lives that you want and I think that stands true with like every area if you're asking advice on relationships, business, health and fitness, um, you know a pet like maybe don't ask someone who's never had a dog for dog owner advice right it seems kind of obvious but then you get into the stickier questions of maybe asking for relationship advice now i think taking what people say with a grain of salt is important because everyone's coming back coming from different perspectives and it's always nice to hear different perspectives i'm definitely a curious person it's how i've gotten to where i am today and it's why my whole brand is called the not so average but I think that attaching ourselves to people's advice and what they think in their perspective is where it's dicey because if we're attaching ourselves to it, then we're really allowing those around us to carry a lot of weight in how we make decisions in our lives where if we just select those couple people that we know that we trust with all of our heart and that they have good intentions for us and you know that we can really trust them, then I would say that those are the people that will actually help you trust yourself more as well. Like those are the good people that you want to be asking advice for and wanting to really open up your heart to when you're 
trying to make a decision or you're struggling with something in your life, I think that's really, really crucial. And it's something that I, when I realize that I've asked too many people the same question, I realize I need to get the fuck out of asking everyone something and I need to go inward because I'm then trying to either distract or move the focus away from what I'm actually thinking and what my intuition is telling me and I'm trying to find a different answer and if enough people tell me what I want to hear maybe how I feel can be almost overlooked by what everyone else has said and you know taking action and making decisions in our lives can be difficult but at the end of the day you are the one who's going to be living through it so if you don't trust yourself to make those decisions and you're just constantly looking for advice then you're going to be in a loop of seeking validation and seeking what other people's perspectives are um, especially if you're attaching yourself to their perspectives not just out of curiosity in terms of how people think about things and you know out of like conversation of curiosity it would be more of an attached perspective and then my last tip today guys is being aware of when you're comparing yourself and I know this is way 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 easier said than done but let's talk about it because humans are naturally going to compare themselves like it's in our nature right to look at somebody and wonder how we level up against them and unfortunately media has a massive role in this as well because well specifically social media not only do we have more exposure to other people than we ever have in our entire fucking life up until this point like all of humanity has never experienced this overload of information and a legit like peek into everybody's life at at our fingertips when you think about it it's actually kind of messed up (laughs) it's social media can be such a beautiful tool but it can also be so detrimental depending on how it's affecting you and how much you're using it and if you think about how we can truly just go and see thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people online every day of course it's going to increase how much we're comparing ourselves because we have exposure more now than ever but I think catching ourselves when we're seeing that comparison seek seep into our days is crucial because when you have awareness of it not only can you put an end to it but you can also catch yourself and see what it is that's like kind of I'm gonna bring up the t word triggering you again so let's say like you see someone as okay let me tell you about this girl I saw today she wore honestly the cutest outfit I've seen all day she just looked so effortlessly cool she had these cool sneakers on with this long coat that was like kind of plushy like a sherpa type of coat but it wasn't the normal type like not the ones that i have it was a little bit more thin so you could see more of her shape to it it wasn't as bulky as like the ones that i have and she had like white sneakers a brown long coat that was like sherpa and then this beautiful green scarf that she had wrapped around her and then she had her little like big headphones i don't know what I think they were beats. They were white. So she had kind of some like color matching going on. And she had these sunglasses. She just looked really freaking cool with her little white tote bag. She looked like the city girl in Toronto on like a slightly windy day, but it's sunny. 
I just loved it. She looked so cool. And I looked at her and I looked at me and I was like, oh my God, I need to get upstairs and change. And immediately I caught myself and I'm like, okay, honey, we need to detach from this because just because she looks cute doesn't mean that you don't. One. Two, I'm coming back from the gym. I really don't care. I'm not about to live my day like this. Like I'm literally just coming back from the gym. This doesn't, this is so irrelevant. And then I just moved on and it was fine. And honestly, I'm going to take that mental snapshot and I'm going to try to recreate that outfit because it was just absolutely adorable. And I really wanted to tell her how great she looked, but we didn't have a moment to like do so. But when I find myself in those scenarios, especially if it's like outfit or fashion or appearance related, I actually try to tell them how pretty that they look because not enough people hear that in a day-to-day of just being complimented by a stranger. I think it's one of the sweetest things you can do. And if you're thinking something about them of how great they look, then why don't you just tell them? It can make their day and it'll make you feel great because you just said something really sweet about them rather than focusing on how it's affecting you. I think shifting the focus is like the biggest thing. So if I see someone who has a really great outfit or whatever, and we have that like moment where we lock eyes or I'm passing by her or we're in line together, whatever it is, I'll just turn to her and be like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I really love your shoes. That's it. (laughs) It's so simple. And then they're like, oh my God, thank you. I got them, blah, 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 blah. Maybe I'll go buy the shoes. Maybe I won't. Either way, I was able to compliment her and then she's going to walk away feeling good about that. Doesn't mean that my compliments are like, (laughs) I'm not doing the Lord's work, but I just think spreading kindness in your day-to-day attracts a different energy. And so if you're wanting to feel differently about yourself, how you're treating other people can definitely be a huge kind of catalyst into changing that energy and changing the state that you're in rather than sitting there and comparing yourself and beating yourself up, you could be lifting someone else up. So I think that's the episode. I think that's all I have to say. I don't want to go too far into it because it's already over 30 minutes and I'm trying to keep these kind of short and sweet at that perfect little hot girl walk time so that, you know, I used to go on for an hour in my previous podcast and I just got to get to the point more more and more. So I'm learning and I am stopping seeking external validation and over explaining things that don't require over explaining. (laughs) Just a little tie back from the start. But that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope this was helpful. I feel like this is a conversation that's come up a lot recently. So I really hope that this is timely for you and just hitting you in all the right feels. If you want to connect with me on Instagram, it's at the not so average batch. I've also been posting on TikTok at the not so average batch as well. It'll all be linked in the show notes. And I'll see you guys with a new episode next Wednesday. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye, guys.